It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Dominus out there with Weatherby NPL. Noah Gregor looks like, uh oh, we got a fight on the ice. Drop of the gloves for Jeff BL. And who's he going against? He's going against the big man, Stano Chara. Jeff Fiel, tail of the tape for the San Jose Sharks is 6-1, but Stano Chara is 6'9 and 250 pounds. This is a challenge. And Fiel gets a right on Chara. Chara is using that long reach, but he takes a shot right to the beak, a left from Fiel. The crowd going crazy as Fiel gets a right and he wrestles down Chara. And the fans are into it here at the Shark Tank. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> That was uh, something to see. I think, uh, I don't know if he was wanting to do it because he broke the record tonight or not, but uh, um, yeah, that was uh, uh, a little bit of a mismatch. But you got to give Beeler a lot of credit. He's, uh, you know, a guy trying to stick around and a guy trying to make an impression every night and, uh, you know, and defends his teammates well. And, you know, Neitz was physical tonight. He had to answer the bell. The other night it was Gadge. Um, that just shows, a, you know, the one thing we talked about during this skit is, is being a tougher team to play against. And that has nothing to do with, you know, necessarily fighting but it's it's uh, um, going to the wall for each other and those are just examples of that all right good morning everybody we finally get to wake up winners it has been far far too long it's been since washington but the sharks after seven games without posting a win get the shootout win over boston last night and uh, before i go any further by the way i have to uh, play or replay the knowing laugh of bob bugner from the intro there uh, from him talking about the fight between VL and Jara. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I cracked up when I heard that because it's such a knowing laugh. It's such a uh, it's such a guy who had played in the NHL and doesn't want any part of that. And yeah, it's crazy. That's you know that's how long Chara has been around. He played against Bob Bugner back in the day, and Bugner was talking about that a little bit before the game yesterday. But uh, I mean, congratulations to Zdeno Chara and props to uh, VL for going out there and taking on such a large man. But Bob's laugh again it just absolutely killed me because there is there's so much knowledge and not wanting any of Zdeno Chara in that laugh. <laughs> And how about the fact that we got to hear Bob Bugner laugh? I mean, my God, the amount of stress I can imagine that man has been under over the past seven games and going into last night, the eighth of what was, you know, potentially a consecutive game without a win. And, you know, Bugner, I, you know, I remain a big fan of his. I appreciate his upfront nature. I think that the Sharks 
uh, with a different coach and a different system could be in a lot worse off situation, but I think he's continually put them in a situation to win, especially in a year where they do not have a lot of offensive depth and he's kept them alive. And I think that, you know, this slide could have been worse. They were able to get points in a lot of these games, which I think is a big difference compared to one year ago. So without any further ado, let's take a look at that wild card race for the San Jose Sharks, who after last night do have 52 points on the year. They still sit in seventh place, and they are now just seven points back of the final wild card spot in the West. So obviously some work to do, and they have another big challenge coming up on Saturday night against Boston. But the hope is that you can get some momentum out of this one. And the thing about the Sharks is that you know, in a lot of these games where they have been able to get the one point or they have been able to, uh, you know, just ultimately hold on to get one point, I think is a better way of putting it, is that, you know, finally, even last night in the midst of some unbelievable hardship and the Islanders putting up a really good effort, the Sharks were able to break through and come up with the win in the shootout. And props to James Reimer for being an absolute stud in the shootout. And props to the Sharks for not collapsing at any point during the game. There were a lot of wild momentum shifts. It felt like the Islanders were really coming on strong at certain points of the second and third period. And the Sharks, to their credit, you know, they were good on the kill. They were able to shut guys down. They were able to not give up um, some goals. And, you know, that you looked like it, it thought there were some good opportunities for the Islanders. And they were able to... to start to dig their way out. And, you know, it just, it wasn't going to be easy. I felt that when the Sharks fell behind one, nothing, it was like, oh, this again, the Sharks have been falling behind, falling behind, falling behind, but much to their credit, they dug their way back. They had a very swift response as well. That was another big part of this one. The Sharks did not waste any time in terms of uh, finding a goal to get back into it. And, you know, that's, that's exactly what it's got to be. You know, you can't wait for the game to come to you. You've got to make something happen. Sometimes the Sharks have been guilty of trying to make too much happen, but, you know, you were able to get back on the board. Alexander Barbanov, that power play being more and more of a factor for the Sharks, coming up with two goals on the night. I mean, you just see things overall had been trending in the right direction for the Sharks with the power play for a bit, but it still wasn't equaling to a win. And then, you know, last night, it's just, again, just fighting your way through it and being able to hold on for a win. And I thought that, you know, there are more fans back in the building, which I definitely thought helped. And I think we're supposed to have a very big crowd on Saturday night against Boston. So everybody's excited about that because the more fans that are in the building, the better vibe that's there. There's more for the Sharks to draw upon. Even if there are going to be a lot of Boston fans there, there's just, you know, there's a better vibe when you have a larger crowd. It just gives you more and more emotional reaction to play off of. And I thought that the Sharks did a good job of riding the emotions of the game, like the fight with VL and Chara, which when that started, uh, you know, I, I was watching the play and then I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I said, oh, we're going down here. And then I looked and I was like, oh, it's Chara that VL is fighting? I was just, I was laughing. I was, uh, I was, I was appreciative, definitely. But that was another one of those moments where the Sharks were able to use the momentum to their advantage and took something out of that, I thought. And, you know, credit to VL, credit to Nitsu also had himself on the night. Credit to Reimer for making so many momentum saves as well. Uh, credit to the Sharks for being able to, to bounce back with goals and respond, even when they gave up goals shortly thereafter. They didn't let it sink them. It was a uh, it was an emotional night, I thought, and the Sharks were just that much better at riding the emotion. And the Sharks also played, it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but it was you know, relatively free of massive mistakes. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot. They weren't turning the puck over as consistently in some of the other losses they've had in recent memory. It just seemed like a more simplified game. And, 
you know, they just, they didn't try to do anything remarkably fancy. They didn't try to do anything that was out of their heads or, you know, really something that you didn't look at and appreciate. It was just kind of like, okay, they're going about this in very workmanlike fashion. And when all was said and done, it ended up in a win and you got, you know, production from different guys, whether it was a Barabanov, whether it was a Weatherby, a Logan Couture. Combined with, you know, Neats and VL giving you momentum and a really quality game from your defensemen who were dealing with the absence of Nicholas Malosh. So, you know, there was a lot that could have gone wrong in that game. And, you know, for James Reimer, considering how much he, hockey he's played lately, God, what a huge performance from him. He came up with stop after stop after stop, and he was massive in overtime and in the shootout. And, you know, it took everyone. And I think that's one of those things that the Sharks don't need to be reminded of, but we certainly see it when it ends up in a win. It's like when you lose, you tend to point to individuals, you tend to point to, you know, certain poor plays and poor moments, but over the course of 60 minutes and change and shootout last night, it seemed like it really did take everyone from the San Jose Sharks. Everybody stepped up, everybody had a hand in this one, and it was a feel-good night when you really needed a feel-good night. I mean, the Islanders were coming into that game with Zdeno Chara making history. We remember what it was like for the Sharks last year with Patrick Marlowe and how much emotion there was caught up on their side of the ice. So there was a lot they were fighting against with the Islanders, and the Islanders were going to fight their hearts out for Chara in this game to try and get a win. So it's always more than just two teams and their respective records when they take their ice. There's a lot more going on, and the Sharks were able to able to deal with all that last night. And, you know, I always go back to the great John Madden quote who said that I've always said winning's the great deodorant and conversely, when you have a bad record, everything stinks and everything starts to unravel and everything falls apart. And he's right. Winning is the great deodorant. It doesn't fix everything, but suddenly everything smells a lot better. You were seeing a team that was in a remarkably good mood after the game and especially with how long it had been for since their last win, you could you could feel it. And you had guys like Tomas Hurdle just seeming relieved. You know, Jake Middleton seeming relieved. Jeff Fiel laughing. Multiple guys talking about how good it was to hear music in the room. I mean, these are the little things that we might not be able to be privy to all the time because I, I didn't know there wasn't you know post game music. These are not the things that I'm always specifically paying attention to, right? But when you hear the guys talk about it, it comes up for a reason. You know, they hadn't been able to have that celebration. They hadn't been able to have that good time. And on that note, I think that that didn't mean the Sharks weren't putting forth good efforts. I think there were a lot of games where the Sharks could have walked away with two points, and they didn't. And that made everything all the more frustrating for the Sharks, and I'm sure that it was it was eating at that dressing room. And, you know, last night to see those guys be able to just – exhale a little bit because we knew there was grip gripping. We knew there was tension. We knew there was a lot of anxiety kind of associated with the team, especially heading towards a trade deadline and feeling themselves start to slip out of contention. Now you can start talking about that climb a little bit more realistically as you are only seven points out. And I know that that sounds like I could be a little bit of a homer because the Sharks before winning last night had gone seven straight without a win, but Seriously, regardless of what the Sharks' record is or was, if there was a scenario where I told you at the start of the year that at the end of February, the Sharks would only be seven points out out of a wild card spot, you would probably take it. I know I would have taken it, and I don't absolutely hate where the Sharks are right now. Yeah, I wish they had you know, gotten a lot more wins lately, and if they had, they'd be a lot closer to that 
you know, wild card spot, but the fact is they are still in that chance and the Sharks played much more what I would consider to be their game last night. And now we have a chance for them to build some momentum with games Saturday night against Boston and then Sunday against the Kraken before they go back out on the road. Because it does get difficult in the month of March. You start off at Vegas, then you're home on a Saturday night against Nashville, then the second night of a back-to-back there, but on the road at Anaheim. Get a couple of days off at L.A. Thursday night on the 10th, back home against L.A. on the Saturday night, the 12th. Then you've got the Panthers in town on Tuesday, the 15th. Then you are at L.A. on the 17th. Then Friday night hosting Colorado on the 18th. Sunday, an afternoon game taking on Arizona. Then you're at Calgary on the 22nd, at Edmonton on the 24th, hosting Anaheim on the 26th, at Arizona on the 30th, at Colorado on the 31st. So that is a lot of hockey in the month of March. 14 games to be precise. But I do see the potential for a lot of winnable games, and I think that goes for home and away. And, you know, if the Sharks are going to make a push, it's got to happen sooner rather than later. And we get to learn a lot about the team, right? We get to see exactly what these guys are made of when it is the toughest part of the season, when it is the hardest to get a win. We get to see what this team can do. And I know that there are a lot of people who do not see the specific point of getting into the playoffs and not getting as high of a draft pick, but... You know, I I think that for a lot of these guys to have so much thrust on them this year, whether it is a Middleton, whether it is a VL, whether it is whoever it's going to be really to watch this team respond over the course of the year, we are accelerating the development of a lot of players that are young with the Sharks. And now they've gotten a lot of opportunity and they've been able to maximize that opportunity. And it's not, you know, it's not been easy. It's been up and down, and more recently, we've been in the the toughest stretch in terms of wins and losses that you know was not any fun for anyone. But again, you've watched this team continue to develop. You've watched them, you know, work on their game, and now they are more experienced, and now they are giving themselves a better evaluation of their own games and a better evaluation of what the Sharks are going forward. Because it's not just about this year; it is about the future as well. And of course, we also look at this in terms of the trade deadline. We also look at the Sharks wanting to give themselves a chance and not showing that it's all for naught. So let's you know, let's see what happens. I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. I have no idea if the Sharks are going to be able to thrust themselves back into the equation, but I don't hate where they are. And I do appreciate the fact that they did not match the depths of last year by going eight straight without a win. I do appreciate the fact that they've kept themselves at least in the conversation all year long with the playoff spot. I appreciate the fact that they were not, you know, completely blown out in a lot of these games. I like the fact that they were still earning points. I like the fact that there was still a lot of fight out there on the ice. I mean, last year's team, it's not so much that there was there was quit, but it was like even if they got a, a lead in a game last year, it felt like the response from the opposition would steamroll them on many occasions. That hasn't been the case from the Sharks over the the past stretch of games before last night that led to a a win. I mean, even in a lot of those games there, they had overtime and shootout losses. They were still right there. And it speaks to the parity in the league. I mean, I I feel like, and it could just be a recency bias, but it feels like I look all over the league and I see more overtime and shootout wins than I have, um, you know, ever before. It seems like they're all over the place and it shows how evenly matched teams are. It shows how hard it is to get a win. It's not lip service when that's something that Bob Bugner is talking about. And I, you know, I appreciate that the Sharks didn't let this quote unquote sink them. You could see 
how frustrated guys were. You could see how visibly upset they were at times. You could hear it. You could, you know, just simply look at the words that were coming out of their mouths and you felt how relatively unacceptable it was. We all know that losing is a part of the game, but when you have guys like Logan Couture, Nick Benino, Andrew Cogliano, you can definitely tell it was eating at them and you can definitely tell that they, they hated it. They hated every minute of it, but they were able to persevere and they walk away with a win after last night. And now suddenly, you know, you talk to these guys after last night and they feel like anything's possible. It doesn't feel like it was all for naught. It didn't feel like it was just not even a consolation prize, but like a, a win in a lost season. It still felt like they have a lot of fight and I'm looking forward to seeing that fight as we go forward. But again, first things first, Boston on Saturday night, Kraken on Sunday night, two winnable games. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to talk to the newest member of the San Jose Sharks. Plus, we are going to get into some post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. This is consistency. Like, what are you? I can't even. How old is he? Can you guys do that? 44. That's I didn't want to come wrong with the answer, but no. It. What he's done for so long in this league is just so impressive. And still at 44, he he's someone night in and night out as a presence and plays the right way. And it, just a, a the leader he is. Everything he does is impressive. That is Jake Middleton bringing us back in, just talking about his appreciation for Zdeno Chara. And yeah, I mean, the fact that he is still getting it done at 44 years old, obviously he's not as young as he used to be, and he's not still as good as he used to be, but he's still a good player in the NHL. The standard of which we judge Zdeno Chara is ridiculous, and it's impossible for him to be at the level that he was earlier in his career and now the age of 44. But just watch him throughout the game last night and get to appreciate history. And obviously being a fan of the San Jose Sharks, you're used to a lot of history. You get to watch Jumbo for so many years. You get to watch Patty Marlowe for so many years. You see these incredible players and the incredible things they do. To be able to watch a player that means so much um, to the NHL and to what we've seen in hockey over the last 20-plus years. Really cool to be a part of that history last night. And again, a huge bit of congratulations to Zdeno Chara for such a remarkable achievement. I was able to speak with Ryan Dezingle, as I learned it's pronounced, after the game last night. So I wanted to give you guys all a taste of that interview. And, uh, well, without any further delay, here it is. All right, we're now joined here by Ryan Zingle after the Sharks win over the Islanders. Ryan, what's going on, man? Uh, welcome to San Jose. Uh, how's it treating you so far? It's uh, it's been a it's been a crazy few days, but uh, you know I'm, I'm moving into a place here in the next couple of days. My wife's coming down, so I'm excited to see San Jose and everyone uh, in the locker room and the coaching staff and everybody's been uh, unbelievable. So it's been a weird few days, but that's <laughs> it's the business and. Uh, just trying to get comfortable as fast as I can and not screw anything up too soon. <laughs> no, man, you're helping helping the team win, so that's that's a good thing. I got to ask you, just because when you know the Sharks went ahead and uh, and acquired you, I went and watched a bunch of your highlights. 
every announcer says your last name differently. Can I get the definitive pronunciation yeah, of your last Dezingle. name? Yeah, you, you say you say the D. So, so you do say the D. Yeah, okay, exactly. so it is Dezingle because yeah. there's a lot of Dezingles and then yeah. almost jingles. They like yeah, mesh the D and the gotta, Z. Gotta get the okay, D in there. all right. So I will start over. I say we're with Ryan Dezingle here <laughs> to get it right 100%. There you go. Um, but so, you know, just how is this, man? When you get into a new situation, you're thrust right out there onto the ice. You got to learn guys' games. I mean, obviously, you're playing with guys, you know, you're out there with the Brent Burns, you're out there with the Tomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, guys who you, you know and you've watched them and you've played against them in the past, but how different is it when you're suddenly out there with them and trying to gel on the ice? Yeah, for sure. It's been an up-and-down year for me. I've been injured pretty much the entire season. I played through a uh, torn ab and torn forearm, so I'm finally trying to get my stride, and then and then getting traded to a new team is, is definitely a little hectic. But like I said, I'm honestly just trying to compliment those guys right now until I, until I find my game and figure out the systems. I mean, coming to a new team and new system is always tough. You just mm -hmm. you want to be in the right areas. You don't want to give up anything because, you know, we're making a playoff push and you don't want to be the guy that's causing something. So just trying to get my game with uh, those guys in gel. And like I said, it's going to take a little bit for me to feel comfortable out there. So, uh, you know, Coots and just, uh, he's bearing with me right now. Obviously, he's a great player. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, slowly we're going to gel and I'll get him the puck more and get some other guys the puck. So just uh, like I said, trying to uh, build my game as quick as I can and uh, get comfortable because uh, this, is, this is a business and you don't have time to uh, dip your toe in. You have to go head first. So that's what I'm trying to do. How has it been with uh, head coach Bob Bugner? Obviously a guy who's mentally not too far removed from his playing days. I feel like he's definitely a player's coach. Um, he doesn't um, doesn't blow smoke. He's very honest. He's very upfront. He'll tell you exactly what's on his mind, which I always look at as a positive. But every player is different. How is it uh, getting along with Bob and the and the staff so far? I mean, I think you hit it right on the head. It's a it's a guy who's played the game for a long time, and uh, uh, he knows he knows what to say and what not to say. And uh, he's kept it really simple for me. Um, you know, it's uh, been a blessing coming here, and, and uh, sometimes you know things look tough in the moment, and then it turns out okay. So. He's uh, just telling me to play my game and, and uh, get my scoring touch back because that's what mm -hmm. they need right now. We need, uh, we need uh, some secondary scoring, some help. So just trying to get my touch back and, uh, and do the right things on the ice so I can you know, have some, earn some trust and get out there. I just, uh, like I said, it's going to take a few days. It's uh, baby steps, but uh, making sure I'm doing the right things and not hurting the team. And uh, it's been a blessing coming here, playing for those guys. And um, I'm just excited. Take us through the game tonight. Obviously, a bit of a back and forth affair. Both teams right in it the entire way. It goes overtime into the shootout. Um, you know, obviously, you're still in that process of getting used to all your teammates, but I imagine that kind of melts away once you're in the second period of a game. You're not thinking so much about um, you know so much of the system. It's kind of there's a natural flow that's happening out there on the ice. But then this is a game where momentum was back and forth. So how did that change things for you? And what was your you know your view of the game? Yeah, I mean, uh, once you're in the game, once you're on the ice and you're flying around, it doesn't, it, you know, you're not aware of it too much. But when you get on the bench and look down at your jersey and you see a shark and you look <laughs> down here at the home bench and usually, you know, for seven or eight years, I've been on that other bench. So um, when you're out there, it kind of goes away. And just looking at guys looking for, you know, the play their stick lefty, righty, this and that. It's just trying to keep it as simple as possible. But mm -hmm. like I said, when you get on that bench and you talk to coach or look at the jersey, it's, it gets a little weird. You know, it's only <laughs> been two days and I'm on another team. So uh, you get used to one thing, one system, um, and one routine. You know, hockey players like routine, and then your whole world gets upside down. So uh, like I said, once I settle in a little bit, get my wife here and my dog and normal day routine and, um, <laughs> You know, it's just like I said, I can't, you know, thank the organization enough for giving me a chance. Like, uh, I haven't haven't played, you know, 
top two lines in a while, and I haven't had a very much opportunity that I'd like. So um, it's nice to uh, have a chance to mess it up yourself and, <laughs> and get the job done yourself. So I'm, I'm doing everything I can to try to get the job done and get my scoring touch back as quick as I can. Uh, so just uh, it's been a huge blessing. Have you even had a chance to kind of get used to San Jose at all? Have you gone for a walk or you no. just pretty much been <laughs> at the rink? <laughs> I haven't done anything. I try to just stay at the rink as long as I can just to learn everything and get – you know, familiarize myself with everything. So I, I went to the Hilton and back. I went to uh, <laughs> went to a dinner with team or a, a lunch today with Timo and Neat. So that was cool. I got to know, nice. talk to them a little bit. And uh, I'm a guy that likes to talk to a lot of the boys. So it's hard for me to be on a new team. I like to to <laughs> gel with my buddies and feel lost by myself. You know, I start talking the walls and stuff. So the Hilton walls have been listening to me for the last couple of days. So hopefully, uh, getting a routine here. Before I forget, what kind of dog? It's a four-pound multi-poo. It's oh, basically nice. a, it's not even a dog. Thing's tiny. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, all, we're all dog lovers here in the Bay Area, man. This is the right place to be. But obviously, I'm going to let you go celebrate with your teammates, man. Congratulations. Very nice to meet you. Yeah, Very you nice too. having you here in San Jose. And I'll look forward to bugging you again for an interview yeah. soon. All right? Sounds good. Hopefully, I score. We can talk again. I love it, man. <laughs> So again, that was Ryan Dezingle, the newest member of the San Jose Sharks. Really cool, easygoing guy, easy to talk to. And I think he fits in with the vibe of the entire team right now really, really well. So excited for the opportunity he has with the Sharks. And hopefully he does score some goals and we get to talk to him again. But uh, you know, I wanted to get into some of that post-game reaction last night. And uh, this is what Bob Bugner had to say just about it being nice to snap that skid. Yeah, this is a busy week, uh, five five games and eight nights. And, uh, um, you know, again, I think that there's times that we've played well enough to get two points and we haven't. Um, and I think that's, um, you know, points in six of our last nine games. Um, so looking at the bright side of things, we've given up, you know, whether we've mismanaged an overtime or lost in a shootout, we've mismanaged a couple uh, extra points along the way. But, uh, um, you know, it's, it's definitely good to get out of it. And more on this from Tomas Hurdle. Yeah, you know, for sure it was nice, nice good final win. You know, it lately was a lot of hockey because I, I never played at so many overtimes in a you know short span and and it's you know it was battle, but finally we get the extra extra point to win and 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 hopefully get us again going. But you know it it was a lot of lately close games. You know, always decided by one goal. It wasn't like blow ups or anything. You know, we we've been always right there, but we couldn't finish it. So it's it's nice finally tonight get the win. Yeah, I think the only other time I can remember them playing this many overtime and shootout games would have to be in November of 2019 when the Sharks made a little bit of a surge to get themselves back into the picture after they had such a bad start to the 2019-2020 season. And I remember that, uh, you know, it just seemed like every other game they were playing, it was going to overtime or a shootout, which obviously takes a toll. That was a different team, obviously, in a different timeline. It was pre-pandemic. Uh, but right now, we've seen the Sharks play a lot of hockey. And again, the thing that's most important to me is they have been able to get points other than last night's win. I think that if they hadn't been able to do that, this situation would feel a lot more dire and it might feel like they were a lot more out right now or a farther way out from, you know, in that final spot, which is only seven points out. So we just got to watch and see what the Sharks do. Uh, a little bit more from uh, Hurdle on snapping the slide. Yeah, it's always tough, and, you know, losing some games and, and you know, when you win, it's nice to feeling after a game, you know, it's even tomorrow, you know, it'd be better to get to our locker room. It's more fun and... And it wasn't easy, but you know we've been a lot of games live right there against you know tough opponents even on the road. But we couldn't finish the extra point. But finally today we snap it and hopefully it gets going. And and I think still we can do better. 
I mean, you can hear the residual frustration in Hurdle's voice, right? You see that he's looking back at missed opportunities in previous games, and I'm sure the weight of everything going on with regard to the trade deadline is still in the back of his mind. Maybe not during the game, but probably after the game. It probably is something he starts thinking about, or at least it could be on his phone. He could see something on SportsCenter. I mean, whatever it is, I'm sure that it's at least somewhere in the back of his mind. Team-wide, though, the Sharks, obviously, the guys seem to be in a much better mood last night. You could hear that being expressed by a lot of the guys. Here's Jake Middleton after last night's win. <laughs> There's This is the first time I've heard music after the game in seven games, and I couldn't be happier. I'm looking to get back in. There. Yeah, it feels really, it feels really good. I mean, we haven't had or heard a winning song in a while, so that felt great. But uh, you know, obviously, Rhymes was huge for us, and uh, it, it felt great to get the two points. And more on James Reimer, who, by the way, has simply just not had the support he's needed from the offense so many games this year, and he came up absolutely massive last night. This is what head coach Bob Bugner had to say after the game. Yeah, it's a lot of hockey he's played, and, and you know, traditionally, if you look at Rhymes' career, he's. Uh, um, you know, he's, he's been a, such a good goalie in this league for a long time, but uh, um, playing, I don't know how many it is now, um, you know, let's call it eight, nine, ten in a row. Um, you know, he's, he's uh, not, necessarily, but not necessarily been in that position a lot. And, uh, you know, he's coming up with uh, timely saves and he's battling just as hard as everybody else and, uh, and finding ways. And so we're just managing his rest. Uh, um, yesterday he didn't go on, tomorrow he won't go on. And then we got to make a decision on the weekend uh, on, on what we're going to do with the goaltending. Yeah, he's been playing huge amounts of minutes. He's been giving the Sharks a chance to win a lot of these games. He's the reason why the Sharks have garnered so many points over the last eight games, even if only one of those has been a win. And he's been a huge part of the Sharks' success up to this point of the season. So hopefully Hill will be able to get back so that he can get a little bit of rest. But it does feel like night in, night out, Reimer is up to the challenge. There have been a couple goals he's let in where you, you see, in my opinion, a guy who's a little bit tired, but he hasn't let that slow him down. He obviously has a very bad memory and is able to move on very quickly from any of those goals that he does let in. And he was huge in the shootout last night, huge overall in the game for the Sharks and uh, helping them get that win. And, you know, it's it's digging out. It's like I've consistently said, it doesn't just happen. You don't just end a slide like that. It's never going to be easy. The Sharks had to work and grind and fight literally for that win last night. And now they've got one. And now they've got to see if they can keep it rolling against Boston and against Seattle. End this homestand with some momentum. Take it out on the road and see where things go from here. But for one night and now one morning, all seems well with the San Jose Sharks. That wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will be with you on Saturday afternoon for the buildup as we look ahead to Saturday night's game against Boston. Then back with you Sunday morning before the Kraken and then back with you Monday morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.